listening to Matt Loves Cameras. Film cameras. Instant cameras. And everything analog photography related. It's the episode you've all been waiting for, part one of the Lomochrome Purple competition judging with very special guest judge Kate Grout, all the way from New England, USA. Whose entries are we most impressed with? Keep listening and find out. I'm Matt Murray, and this is Matt Loves Cameras. my friends how are you i hope you are well wherever you are all around the world uh, welcome to another episode of matt loves cameras episode 47 of matt loves cameras and apologies for the lack of podcast action in the last few weeks it's been a, a very busy few weeks here at matt loves cameras headquarters uh, but i'm very proud to present you with part one of the lomochrome purple judging competition today Part one, you say? What do you mean part one? How many parts are there going to be? Well, there's going to be two parts to this judging. Uh, We actually had so many entries that we had to split the judging over two sessions. Uh, It was a first, the first session was a marathon session between Kate and I went for about two hours, which I've cut down to an hour and a half for the podcast today. Uh, And the the reason the the sessions are so long is because we had an amazing 54 entries into this competition. Uh, So the the zine's going to be about six inches thick um probably not but uh you know it's gonna be a big scene uh when i put that together so as i said in the show intro my co-judge today is kate grout kate is an amazing photographer artist model and dancer from maine in the united states of america i'm sure that many of you have heard of kate perhaps you heard her on analog talk podcast last year or maybe you saw the feature about her book the purple book which is shot entirely on lomochrome purple which was featured uh, on Lomography's website, I think was that was last year as well. Or perhaps you just follow her on Instagram. I know that quite a few uh, followers of this show also follow Kate. And uh, so if you certainly, if you're not already, I certainly encourage you to go to Instagram and check out Kate's work and follow her. And you can see her Instagram at, I'll, I'll spell it for you. It's K-A-A-G-R-R-R. So that's K double A G triple R. I hope I got that right. Okay, let's get stuck into a little mini interview with Kate and then on to the judging. Here we go. So welcome, Kate. I have Kate Grout with me today, a fantastic artist based in Maine in New England in the United States. And Katie is here to help judge the wonderful Lomochrome purple entries. How are you, Kate? I'm great. Thank you so much, Matt. Thank you for having me and uh, having me judge as well. I appreciate it. Oh, it's fantastic. Well, when I when I ran this competition, I um, there was only one person I, I really wanted uh, to help me judge these entries. And I thought, this person is an expert in, in using Lomochrome Purple, and this person knows Lomochrome Purple very well. And of course, it was you. Uh, uh. But, actually, <laughs> but actually, at first, I didn't know if you knew about the competition. Uh, so I actually was I was waiting to get a few entries rolling before I, I asked you. Um, so but I'm, I'm so, so excited that you said yes. Um, it's funny, someone, I can't remember who commented on one of my photos, one of my obviously Lomochrome purple photos and said, yep. you need to enter 
Matt Loves Cameras uh, competition. And yeah. I looked you up and I was already following you. And oh, wow. I yeah. just hadn't heard about the competition. So, um, yeah, it was going to happen no matter what. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. On your Instagram bio, you list yourself as an artist. Tell me more about your 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 art and your is it just photography or do you do other visual arts or tell me more about you? Uh, I wanted to put artists because I didn't want to just kind of narrow it. Um, I am a photographer first and foremost, I think. Um, but I model and I move, you know, I, I'm a dancer of, of some sort. I haven't danced, um, you know, in classes my whole life, but I have a natural rhythm. Um, and, uh, couple that with music and uh you know I just feel like I encompass a lot of different uh, forms of art but mainly photography modeling um visual you know just emoting and um yeah. showing that to people you know yeah wonderful because I'm looking through your Instagram I mean you have uh, such a distinct style and some some really really beautiful imagery here um, on Polaroids on on roll film um, how would you sort of describe your style to someone who hasn't seen your Instagram before um, <clears throat> that's a hard question yeah well I don't want to say you know sad but definitely evocative evoking emotion um, and it it says more than, you know, just a regular picture, I, I think. Um, but I'm a natural light shooter. Um, and I love nature when I pick up my camera nine times out of 10. It's for nature, <laughs> trees, yeah. the sky. Um, and when I shoot portraits, I kind of just stick a person in nature because, uh, you know, best of both worlds. But I, <clears throat> yeah, I just I really love just it's therapeutic for me to take my emotions and create, but then also to evoke emotions from others when they look at it um, is pretty wonderful as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's interesting that you said a uh, sad because I think, in today's society, um, there's so much emphasis on on people being happy all the time. Happy, happy, happy. We have to be happy. But of course, happy being happy is just one human emotion. You know, there's other human emotions which are equally as 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 valid as being happy. You know, being sad, being jealous, being angry, being. So, it, do you, do you think there is too much uh, sort of emphasis on that in the modern world? Everyone trying to be um, happy all the time, sort of thing. I do. I feel like, you know, you have to sit with whatever emotions you're going through and then move on. You know, you can't just put on a happy face, um, you know, all the time. That's mm. that's fake. So I I think that there is a little too much emphasis and too much fake positivity out there, but not not necessarily in the uh, in the modeling world. There's a mm -hmm. lot of, you know, straight faced or um yeah. I do like, I do like getting weird and I make a lot of faces myself and <laughs> I feel, I feel very, uh, I've been told I'm animated. So yeah. I like to play with that as well. Sure. And so how long, tell me about your journey into, um, sort of to art and modeling and photography. Has this something that, you know, that's been with you since childhood or more recent or. Yeah, I, um, some somewhere in chi in my childhood, probably eight, nine, ten in there, you know, when I started first buying my own music and all of that. Um, 
I would buy disposable cameras and take them everywhere I went, you know. Um, so I would I would do the disposable camera thing, and I had a Polaroid. So yep. my love for shooting film and Polaroids came early. But, um, you know, I always had a digital camera through high school and after. I had a point, like a Nikon, uh, I don't know, a Nikon point-and-shoot for sure. the longest time. And it broke, and then I just skipped the whole chunky dslr and went straight to a sony mirrorless and about a year after i got that digital camera i taught myself how to shoot manually and got into film because um really because loma chrome purple i was seeing it on instagram and i was seeing a lot of stuff in the film community and you know was just getting back into my craft i was so adamant on not calling myself a photographer for the longest time because i didn't think i could live up to that title um and then when i upped my gear and got over that (laughs) um and really i started shooting more festivals, music shows, because I was at music shows and was taking pictures anyway. But anyway, so I got into shooting film in my adulthood. Well, you know, in my 30s, July of 2018. And the first role, I bought myself a Pentax K1000 on eBay. And the first role was an expired Kodak role that I actually messed up. Um, yep. Because I didn't wind properly and I <laughs> yeah. opened the back too soon and you know, all those things. Yeah. So do it on do all those mistakes on your first roll. But my second roll was Loma Chrome Purple. Wow. And I took my time with it and all thirty-six shots were just beautiful. Mm. And a good chunk of them are actually in the book that I made, the yeah. purple book, um, yeah. which is July 2018 to July 2020, selected films, um, selected shots from that film. Um yeah, that I that I put out last August. Um, and what's the reaction been like to the book? Because I know that you were featured on Analog Talk. I think the Lomography have done a, a feature on you with the, the Purple Book. So what's what's the general feeling been and, and the reaction been around it? It's been good. It's been it's been great. I had one friend who's a, an art collector that said the the quality of the book itself could have been better. <laughs> oh really? I, yeah. I, yeah, oh yeah, well he's he's bought some photo books and, yeah. and I um did it on blurb, but yeah. I I don't know all the different sites and where to get yeah, it, you know, yeah, but the reaction yeah. to the actual book itself has been really positive and I'm yeah. super grateful because um when somebody buys it on blurb, I can't tell who purchases. It just yeah, says sure. it's a sale. Sure. But there were a few times where I bought 10 copies and then sold them to people, you know, in person or shipped it to them. So those people I know, um, and I signed those ones, but yeah, it's been great. Um, I really, it was a hard decision deciding what photos to put in the book, how many photos, where to put the photos. So that was, that was the hardest part, but, um, you know, it was really my first, my first book. So I I guess the problem is, with the, the blurb thing or if you use Mixum or whatever, there's a real a trade-off between 
the price of the thing and the quality because you don't want to, you know, if you create a book and it's going to cost people a hundred US dollars to buy a beautiful book and it's really amazing paper and hardback and all this, the, the market for that then decreases somewhat because who's going to, not many people would buy a hundred, pay a hundred dollars for a book. So I guess right. there's a, there's a trade off, isn't there between, uh, the price point of, of what you're selling, still trying to get your, your photographs and your art out there, but trying to get it to as many people as possible at, at a convenient sort of price point. I guess it's a bit of a trade off, isn't it? Yeah. And I, I wanted to sell, I wanted to make it sellable. So yeah. people that I knew and love could afford it because, Absolutely. you know, we're, we're not, we're not rich, you know, me and my yeah. friends. So I, so it was $35, you know, yeah. and I wanted to make sure that, uh, people who wanted it could have it. So I, I think that was more important. And I don't know if I, if I'd sell a lot of copies at a hundred dollars. Yeah, and so exactly. I, and it's, it's more important for me to have people see the book. Yeah. Um, that's right. So. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. So we'll, we'll get it. We'll get onto the, the competition entries in a second, but, um, what is it that you, you love about Loma Chrome Purple? It's really like, <clears throat> like a fantasy. It's like another world, right? It's just, it's automatically magical. I don't know. Um, I shoot primarily in nature, right? So, and it turns greens to purple and it just has this effect um, that's kind of unmatched. You know, there are a lot of um, experimental films out there, um, you know, color shifting films. And yep. I yep. just I never have the same experience reaction that with the, anything else than I do the purple, you know. Have you ever shot with Aerochrome? which is the, of course, the film that sort of Lomography was, were inspired by when they created Purple. I haven't, no, because like I said, I got into shooting film uh, July of 18, and um, I don't know, they, they don't still make that film. So yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's been a, a toss-up for me with um, expired films because yep. I haven't really you know, cause you have to buy them off eBay most of the time. Yeah. And I've shot a couple roles that just didn't come out. And that's, that's a hard thing. Yeah, <laughs> so. absolutely. Yeah. 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 I've actually got a couple of roles. Um, I saw, uh, uh, an auction a while ago of uh, Kodak's HIE, the Aerochrome, basically in, in the packets, and they were they were about thirty US dollars a, a roll, and I bought two in the, in the cardboard box still, so they're in my fridge. But I'm kind of a little bit scared to shoot them because um, I've got the filter here, and I've got I've got a mechanical camera because you can't use a more modern camera because of the LED lights and the, all that kind of stuff. It'll ruin right. the film. So, but I'm, I'm kind of almost too scared to shoot them at the moment. But I'm, I'm, I'm I've got to gear up to it at some stage. But I'm I am looking forward to that. But I think Lomography Purple is such an amazing film. And I, I think there are a lot of people in the film community who love it. But I think I think across the board, I'm not sure it gets the recognition it deserves. What do you think? I mean, it. I had heard a buzz about it, seen a lot about it when I wasn't even shooting film. You know, I was wow. just posting digital, posting digital shots on yeah. Instagram and came across it. So I... I feel like it's more well-known. I don't know. I don't feel like it's underrated. I, I feel like it's definitely, it's, it's a hard question for me yeah. because I, I, I heard a lot of buzz before it like oh, propelled I'm glad to hear me that. to start shooting film. 
So, Kate, today we have an amazing 45 entries in the Loma Chrome Purple competition. I'm absolutely blown away by how many people entered. I actually keep I thought this- it was 54. Oh, yes, 54. 54. I must be getting, I must have had a temporary dyslexia or something. It's 54. It is 54. Yeah. What am I talking about? Uh, I need, I, mean, I definitely need some more coffee. 45. Try and believe 54. <laughs> no, it is 54 because I, I remember thinking it was like a like a pack of cards has got like 52 cards, right? And then there's two jokers. So it's like, well, that's 54. Yeah, you're right. It's 54. Perfect. At the start of May, we only had 11 entries and I was a, a little bit worried thinking, oh my gosh, only 11 entries. But um, it, it, it sort of cranked up to 54. So we're going to try and get through half of them today um, in the next hour and a half or so. Hopefully that's okay. Hopefully you've got enough time today to get through some of these. <laughs> we'll see how we go. So what we usually do um, when we do a judging episode is we say the person's name, we read out what they've said, and then we each say, we sort of have a chat about the photos and say which one's our favorite. So I'll go first. So the first cab off the rank was Zach Cyphers, and he is the motorcycle librarian on Instagram. And Zach lives in, I think Zach lives in Seattle from memory, doesn't he? And um, Zach was so keen to enter this competition. He actually entered before the competition page was up. So I think this was in like January or February. So he was very keen. So hi, Zach. It was great to get your entries. And, And Zach says... I shot these on my Canon T90 at 400 ISO and had them processed and scanned by my camera store here in town. I'm still learning this camera and I think it I hadn't metered some of these correctly. Well, they, they look pretty good to me. I don't mind though because it seems to have created an interesting effect. I used Lightroom sparingly to give the exposure a nudge in some cases. And so there's a beautiful one of a sunset with some traffic lights. There's a really nice one of this kind of uh, a landscape with sort of diagonals and, and just in the middle there's a nice sort of triangle sort of slice of clouds with some nice sort of purple tones there's a sort of a, a really cool looking house in the forest that looks like a really nice house to, to live in and the final one it looks like some kind of industrial kind of i don't know sort of i don't know what kind of you know factory that is but it's some kind of factory there and it's got a big like a stalk on, on an image there uh so which one is your favorite kate out of those four from from zach the the house in the woods is yeah. stunning. Um, yeah. The color, the colors in that kind of just pop the light through the windows and the the purple the grass on the ground. Yeah. Um, I just love that. Uh, absolutely. Is that maybe because of your own sort of attraction to the woods and and places in nature? I don't know. It's um, I. It could be because it's um, vertical, where the others are horizontal, and it yeah. really stands out. Um, sure. But it just it's powerful. Yeah, it's absolutely. really powerful. Yeah, it's intriguing because you sort of wonder who's living there and all that kind of stuff. So I really like that one. I do also like the top two as well. Um, some really nice kind of tones. And I think what we're going to see today throughout all these entries is Lomochrome Purple, you know, it's a purple sort of color shift film, but the, the tones and the palettes from all these different entries are all so different. It's actually quite incredible. Uh, so right. we're now going to head on to uh, back to Australia here. And the next entry is from Pat Bowden. Would you like to read this one out? Oh, sure. All right. Pat says, all of these images were shot with a Canon EOS 5000 film camera and developed at George's Cameras in Sydney. I shot this role at many different places from Enmore and Newtown in the city of Sydney to my hometown of Toowoomba in the Blue Mountains and Bath 
Bathurst, a bit further out in the country. Lots of fun and we'll definitely shoot again. Very good pronunciation on the Australian names there. So I thought oh, Katoomba okay, might, <laughs> I thought Katoomba like, might trip you up, but it was perfect. Yeah. Uh, so, so Pat's um, got some nice images here, some really cool flowers. The top one, the second one is a typical old sort of country uh, ramshackle sort of house. You can see there with overgrown grass. The next one is a, a cool playground. And the last one is a, like a country scene with hay bales there. Which one is your favorite, Kate? Um, I'm torn. These all have like their own just pop. Like they're all, they all are just popping with purple. Um, but I really, I, I really like the simplicity of the fourth one yep. and the one with the hay bales. It almost looks like a painting, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it does. Yeah, I really like it. Yeah, I, I like the hay bales. I also, yeah, I'm a bit torn as well, but I think I'll probably go the hay bales as well. It has got a, yeah, that kind of beautiful kind of look to it. It, it does almost look like a painting. So um, great stuff from Pat here in Australia. And we're going to head back over to the United States next uh, with Adrian Doyle. Uh, he's on Instagram at Doyle Adrian, and he's got his explanation here. Okay, and what, what Adrian sent in is he's actually sent in four double exposures. You like a double exposure, don't you, Kate? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. So Adrian writes, double exposure. The first exposure, and I hope I've got these in the right order because I know some people's images, I've messed up the orders from their description, but we'll hopefully, hopefully I've got these ones right. Double exposure. The first exposure is a screen printed poster hanging in the town, hanging in town of a girl coughing and what looks like COVID particles coming out her mouth. And the second exposures are shots around town. So he's taken, uh, Adrian's taken uh, the same image of this poster and then he's done a, a second exposure of different places around town. Uh, I used a Canon FTQL with 58mm lens, shooting the whole roll and then reloading it for the second exposure. I shot two rolls this way and my back was killing me. The poster is by BioVarge and I used my local shop, Southeastern Cameras in Cabra, North Carolina as lab. My favorite is uh, the America, America.jpg. Uh, the frame to the double exposure didn't quite line up, but it ended up working as it shows a BLM mural at the top section and an American flag mural below combined with the coughing particles. So it must be, which one's got the American flag in? Be, uh, it's, the, it's the last one. It's the last one there. So that's Adrian's favorite one. And I, I really like that one. I think it, it works quite well. I mean, it, it almost doesn't look like, it's, it's so well done. It doesn't look like a double exposure. It, it looks so well done. Um, which one? your favorite Kate? the first one the the stairs lining up with the mouth um and just the steeple or whatever the church uh popping through yeah even even that second one with the flower in the mouth um, i mean these are all really well done aren't they they are they really are Adrian's done a, a lot of great work there. So he shot the whole roll and then he went back and shot over it again, um, you know, bearing in mind, he was thinking obviously about, you know, where exactly to put these objects and he's, he's done a fantastic mm-hmm. job. So well done to Adrian. And now it is uh, your turn and you've got, um, um, you've got a quite a small description here from Bob Sincere. All right. The, the Mamiya C330 Pro S with 55mm Mamiya C-Core Y2 and ND uh, plus 10 stop filters, ISO 400, Seconic L408 meter, 
F22 between two and four minutes and zero, zero tripod. <laughs> it good. was good. Yeah. Processed at home in Cinestill C41 kit. Between the two, I leaned toward the tall stump. And so he had two instead of four entries. Yes. And these, uh, these are these are lovely entries. These are long exposure entries with an ND filter. Um, and I'm, I'm guessing there may have been some kind of moving water on the lake, the lake there, but it looks all nice and still. Which one's your favorite? They're slightly different sort of tones, aren't they? Which one's your favorite, Kate? Yeah. The, the first one has a little bit more of a pink tone. Yep. I don't know. Um, the other one's a little purple. They both have a nice fog in them that I'm really drawn to. But I, I really like the first one. I like I like that tone a little bit better. There's yeah. a little bit more of a fog, and you can see a little bit more of the water. Yeah. Um, but they're both really beautiful. Both beautiful. Yeah, and I think I like the top one as well. Uh, so we're heading on to Ohio now, and we've got Dave Mahali, who, of course, is the old camera guy on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Flickr, and Clubhouse. He's got he's got all the social networks covered, Dave. Uh, and Dave writes, all of these images were taken on my Pentax 6.7 with the 55mm f4 lens. I rated the film at ISO 320, developed it with my CineSteel C41 kit, and scanned the negatives with my Epson V550 using Epson Scan2 software. Uh, a little background on the images into the woods pictures a row of trees at aerial foundation park which is an interesting mix of natural and industrial elements including the ruins of the old pittsburgh plate glass factory which once stood on this ground in mount vernon ohio Westinghouse Remains features one of the two remaining buildings of the sprawling Westinghouse Appliance Complex, which once loomed large over the city of Mansfield, Ohio. The way features a lonesome stretch of Richardson Road in Groveport, Ohio. My favorite image is Sunset, which presents a brooding sky over the abandoned Sunset Drive-In Sunset Drive-In Movie Theater in Ontario, Ohio. So these are four beautiful images taken on the Pentax 6-7 from Dave. Uh, which one's your favorite? favorite kate the first one the first the one rope yeah yeah the rope trees it, it almost looks like uh women standing in a row yeah um from you know from far away but the sky that turquoise color yeah. that the sky gets in the loma chrome purple i love that so much um yeah. so yep Very number nice. one <laughs> I'm, I'm a bit of a sucker for industrial elements in, in photos, and I do really like abandoned sort of industrial elements in the landscape. So I, to me, I, I really like number two and number four, and I'm kind of uh, uh, sort of torn between uh, the two. I, I like a good railway and some old buildings, so number two I really like, and number four as well. Uh, I remember going to the drive-in theatre as a kid, and I think they're almost all gone here in Australia now, but um, I like number four as well. But they're all they're all fantastic images there. You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. That's the one you're going to use. <laughs> Next up, we were going to California, and uh, would you like to read out Roxana's entry? All right. Roxana. All of these were taken with my Canon AE-1 with Lomochrome Purple, shot at ISU at... Well, ISO 200, I think, she says. 
I develop all my film at home. Two of these were taken at home using water and flowers with a bit of creative lighting. The other was taken in San Diego, California at one of their beautiful parks. I love Loma Chrome Purple and the dreams it creates on film. Isn't that Absolutely. a great... Isn't that a great line from Roxana, that last line? The dreams are creates on oh, film. So Roxana is uh, at Roxana Log, of course. I'm sure many listeners of the show follow uh, Roxana. And Roxana has sent in three images, and they're all beautiful, dreamy kind of images here with uh, with flowers. Um, which, which one's your favourite? Um, I really like one and three um, and how they're almost like, like a hazy type of – feel to them and number three they almost look like they're dripping right yeah Um, yeah, yep but i gotta go with number one that that is the the purple that i love yeah i i I love that number one as well it it just does look lovely and dreamy and that flower in the top section of the photo is in focus but all the rest of it is such a beautiful kind of out of focus um dreamy kind of look so um yeah really really well done to roxana there's some beautiful images there um and now we're going back to australia and we've got alan ma who is at the film sweats on instagram and alan writes i'm actually in the process of writing up an article on this for the at pixels.grain blog, shameless plug, especially for the <laughs> night shots on, because I've done a whole lot of night shots using Lomography Purple. So the two daytime shots on the Rollerflex 2.8E planner at ISO 200, they were shot on a super windy, stormy day at DY Beach in Sydney. I developed my own film via stand developed C41, 45 minutes dev 45 minutes blicks which i think helps make it more forgiving of bad exposures also the color shifts don't matter when shooting this film the moodiness red flags and the orange sand really made a great mix with the purple film and grain i particularly like the way the seagulls pop in the shot against the purple gray rocks the two nighttime shots were unexpectedly fantastic Never tried shooting this at night before. Exposed at ISO 50 on the Mamiya C220 with 55mm f4.5 Secor lens. Shot on the Anzac Bridge in Piermont, Sydney on a night walk with the Pixels.Grain crew. Come join us sometime. Well, I'd love to, but I think Sydney's in a lockdown at the moment, so I won't be, uh, won't be joining them anytime soon. More details to come on our blog. You'll have to check us out for the secrets of our night magic. It's Alan's photos. So the first one here, uh, are two, well, actually, they're all square formats. I think they're all on the uh, Rollerflex or the uh, the Mamiya medium format camera. So there's four beautiful square images here. Uh, all all sort of completely different um, and different in terms of their, their colours and tones, but they're really lovely shots. Which one's your favourite, Kate? Um, I really like the third one. Um, you don't see a lot of the night, you know, the night purple shots. Um, yeah. And, I, and the bridge, I'm really into that. Yeah, it's nice the way the sort of the traffic trails there are sort of leading. You've got a nice bit of light flare and stuff like that. Yeah, I really like that one. And I also like, um, I do like the flags as well at the top, very top. And Alan's left mm-hmm. some of the, the, the cool scratches and stuff in the film. <laughs> so that's a really well done. Yeah. Now, a recurring theme that we're seeing here is people developing and scanning their own film. Do you do that? I don't. Um, do I, I have <laughs> Yeah, you know, I I did it in in high school, right? But I I have animals and I 
it's it's a science, right? You got to, there are chemicals and timing yeah. and temperatures. And I had a small apartment um, before where I live now. And I live at uh, my dad's house now. Yeah. Um, and I, I just don't have, you know, the only available space would be my closet. Yeah. And it's full of everything I own that's not right here in my room. Yeah, so. Yeah. Yeah, it's just I, not in the cards for me, but I, I have a great uh, lab nearby, so sweet. I let them handle it. Yeah, well, I um I've tried black and white, and I I got some decent results, but I kind of I kind of believe in life that I I should just stick to what I'm good at doing, and everything else I should outsource. So I just send all my all my film to a lab, um, actually in a different city, um, down in Melbourne in Australia, uh, and they do a great job, and so I'm more, I'm more than happy to leave that to them. So the next one, you have got a nice short one from Lisa J Brinkworth who is at Fox underscore 35 millimeter MM uh, on Instagram. So would you like to read out Lisa's home developed in my bathtub, all <laughs> shot at ISO 400 in my local area. I love how varied the effects are for Lomochrome purple. Yes. Yeah, so what is done- your local area? <laughs> I think Lisa lives in England. I think she lives in England oh. from memory. Yeah. Um, let's have, I'm just going to quickly look her up. I've followed Lisa for a while, actually. I'm pretty sure it's Fox 35mm. Here she is. Oh, no, she's is she in Wales. Oh my gosh, she's in Wales. I'm sorry, sorry, Lisa. People, I don't think people in Wales like to be <laughs> say that they live in England. So I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> she lives in Wales. I used, to, I used to live right near. I used to live in England, but right near Wales. So uh, there you go. I end up just seeing that Lisa shoots Super 8. I've just actually bought a Super 8 camera. Have you ever shot Super oh. 8, Kate? I haven't. No. Yeah. Um, that's exciting, though. I, yeah, I would I, love to. I've never ever ever been interested it just didn't interest me at all and then somehow in the last week i ended up with this so um i'm really looking forward to that and i'm actually going to look through lisa's um website and her profile later to see she's got any super eight tips for me actually she's got a pinned instagram story thing out there on super eight so i'm definitely going to watch that later so back to the entries and uh she's done a really good job here uh lisa has um i i really like the third one just the you know getting a getting in a, uh, a composition that simple is a is, is really hard and I, I really love that one what about you yeah that's uh, immediately uh when i looked at these earlier i just it's it's that turquoise backdrop of the sky yeah the placement yeah. of it the purple tips um it's just yeah it's really nice. striking it's simple it the simplest it's just yeah it's great yeah lovely shot there from lisa <laughs> and uh the the next one we have well i've got a big long one to read out oh, this is from <laughs> i i haven't planned this i promise this is from blues but you're reading on your phone so i feel like because i'm a, i'm reading on a desktop it, it serves me right I, I have to read the long ones this is from lucy angel egan angel egan oh my gosh I'm, i mashed up her name sorry lucy lucy angel egan and She's on Instagram at Instagram uh, at Lucille underscore 2.0 and also at soulspit.jpg. There you go. Two Instagram accounts. I was given a roll of Lomochrome Purple 400 ISO as a gift from a dear friend of mine. During lockdown, I became fascinated with infrared photography. So when I was gifted this film, I couldn't wait to paint the world in backwards colors. I mulled over it for a while until I managed to get my hands on a Kiwi Burn, that is the a New Zealand version of Burning Man, ticket. I knew this, that's a festival, um, kind of, uh, sort of, is it like an arts kind of festival and all that kind of cool stuff? I knew that there was 
that was where I needed to shoot this film. A purple portal to the paddock. Wow, some great alliteration there. Purple portal to the paddock. Next was the great debate. <laughs> what camera do I use? Five days in the forest, no power, no showers, just a dusty kidney pocket strapped to my waist as I traveled the festival. Do I risk my Pentax K1000 to orchestrate every detail of every picture as my perfectionist heart desires? With with high risk of dirt, water, glitter, and ash getting into the camera, I was hesitant. I settled on my Olympus Super Zoom 70G. Q gasps from the audience at the idea of putting Lomo film in a point and shoot. I had taken – actually, I, I love point and shoot, so there's, there's no gasp of um, horror for me, Lisa. I love point and I've shoot. I've done it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I had taken careful consideration as to the experience of Kiwi Burn, one of its burning principles being immediacy, being present in the moment and existing just as you are. I couldn't be fiddling to get my f-stop right and miss what was happening right in front of me. It is also therapeutic to let go of control. Often us film photographers can become such micromanagers we are scared not to have governance over every setting in a photograph. I took this photo- this opportunity to leave only the composition under my control and surrender the rest to my 12cm by 6cm silver companion. <laughs> I lap developed my negatives and was speechless at the results. Each photograph told such a distinct narrative. I was injected back into the festival. Moments that were captured participating, not just observing. One of my standout photographs was of my best mate, Angus. We had been sitting in the grass writing letters for the temple burn as Angus had been plucking leaves and strands from the ground unnoticed. As I finished my letter, Angus slowly crawled forward as if stalking a silent prey. This was my first snap as he passed through a tunnel of light, reaching out for something I couldn't see. When he sensed me watching, he turned back, the same tunnel of light now dawning on his face, beard full of yellow flora. The last day of Kiwi Burn, Angus had ascended to his most vulnerable and comfortable for herself. You could see he was home. And uh, wow, you, you should be a writer, Lisa. If you're uh, Lucy, sorry, Lucy, if you're not already a, a writer, Lucy, gosh, you can you can certainly write some amazing words there. And um, what do you think of these photos, Kate? I mean, the fact that <clears throat> they're on a point and shoot, and especially that first one. The first one is is so striking. Uh, yeah. A beautiful male portrait, you know, flowers in his beard. Yeah. Um, I love the last shot. It yeah. is a scene like no other. You will not see this scene anywhere no. at a festival. Um but it's it's also kind of like a, a still from a movie or a yeah. painting, you know. It's very dreamlike. They're all beautiful, but I'm really toggling between one and four. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, that, that like you said, that last one, it's almost like from a movie, like what's going on? There's a guy with like a bow and arrow and there's an umbrella, someone shielding the sun from their from their, their head, I guess. And just a beautiful forest, the, the, the purples and sort of pinks of the, the forest there. But yeah, it's hard to get past that first one of um, Angus there with the flowers in his beard. I think that looks magnificent. And just the way he's looking up sort of pensively to the sky, I think that's, that's fantastic. So um, really well done to Lucy for those shots and, and great descriptions as well and you have a little bit of a long one next you've got one from christopher james who's on instagram at film plus digital all right these were made with the new to me mamiya c330 and mostly the 135 f 
4.5 lens. The Pixels and Grain Photo Collective in Sydney organized a Lomo Purple Night photo walk across Anzac Bridge just for this competition. Wow. And it turned out to be a a really tough night. None of the angles or frames we expected were possible. The light was terrible, and the walk ended on a low-energy note, which all changed when we started seeing the results. These were all metered at ISO 200, and I added a generous reciprocity failure buffer as most frames were metered for greater than 45 seconds. The film was very kindly C41 home developed and scanned by the Film Sweats, who did a beautiful job. I'm completely shocked and impressed that the images turned out at all let alone as beautiful and interesting as they have. The scan tiffs had a moderately green tint and have been lightly adjusted to enhance the purple slash red, which is how I prefer them. These images are in order and sketch out the night walk. My favorite is the selfies at, is a selfie at the end. We're only missing the stellar Bill Thu or at Bill Thu, who was off making magic elsewhere at the time. Thank you for challenging us to get out there and find images. It turned out to be a real treat. Holy yeah, so cow. Yeah, pretty cool, huh? Wow. Yeah. No, this is this is the second one especially. Um, just so cool. Yeah, some really nice. It, it, I've never actually seen Lomochrome Purple used at night. So uh, the guys got out there and shot this at night around Sydney, and I think they did such a great job. But it's it's really refreshing to see it, the film used in a different way. Uh, so, what do you think? Is that number two your favorite one? Or, um, yeah, I mean, they're all so like space like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, I would have to say number two. It's. It looks like it's in another galaxy. It's yeah. wild. Yeah. I like number two. I also like number three, um, just the traffic. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sucker for a good traffic trail. So I like number <laughs> number three as well. But it's a, a recurring sort of theme that a few people have said this was, um, you know, uh, you know, thanks for setting the challenge and, and I, I wouldn't have shot this otherwise or I may not have shot this. And um, it, it was really good to see, you know, like they're out during their photo walk and they're sort of despondent and think they've got some crap shots and all of a sudden they see the images. And it's a, it's a real magic thing when you've had a bad time taking photos, but then you get the, the results back and you're like, oh my gosh, these are amazing. So, um, yeah, it's, it's really fantastic to see that. Uh, I'll read the next one. It's from Richard Hall. And Richard uh, lives in beautiful Shropshire in England, which is where I used to live. And you can find Richard on Instagram at Connections and on Twitter at Richard Hall. And so he's got some beautiful images here of Shrewsbury. Uh, Shrewsbury, I used to have a cafe in Shrewsbury. And there's actually three pronunciations of of Shrewsbury. So it looks like it's pronounced Shrewsbury. The BBC pronounce it Shrewsbury. uh, And the local, um, the kids from high school pronounce it Shrewsbury. Uh, So it's a really weird town. It has three different ways people pronounce it. But we'll go with Shrewsbury for today. So St. Chad's and the Welsh Bridge Shrewsbury were taken on a Voigtlander Besser folding camera with entirely guest exposure, having gone out without a meter. The pool and the cow were taken on a Nikon F801 and a Sigma 24-70, with the film rated at 400, I think. All developed at home with a Digibase kit. Ooh, never heard of that before. Scanned on an Epson Perfection V850, hoping that some images from Shrewsbury might give you some nostalgic joy, Matt. Absolutely. I used to, my, my cafe used to be near the English Bridge, though. There's, there's two main bridges in Shrewsbury. One is the Welsh Bridge, which is on the, on the, the road to Wales, and the other on the other side 
side of town, the other bridge is called the English Bridge. So the cafe I used to have was on was at uh, 78 Wildcop. That's the name of the street, and it was right near the English Bridge. I had these beautiful old, you know, black and white Tudor buildings in Shrewsbury. Absolutely beautiful town. I, I kind of mm-hmm. I kind of think maybe one day I want to move back there, uh, but it's bloody cold. That's the only problem with Shrewsbury. Uh, well, <laughs> compared to Australia, it is. So we've got some beautiful images here taken on lemon chrome purple, and again, really different kind of tones and colours, Kate. Which one is your favourite? You know, uh, when I was looking at these, <laughs> when I was looking at the uh, entries earlier today, um, I was thinking everybody who photographed cows wins. <laughs> any any yeah. photograph has a cow in it. I absolutely adore cows. Yeah. Um, but I do love the fourth shot. Fourth shot seems like it would be something that I would shoot. Um, yeah, sure. Just, you know, a beautiful water reflection, um, symmetry, the purple. But I I have to, I have to go with the cows. Cows. I I do love cows as well. I used to shoot a lot of cows on digital, but I haven't shot any cows on film lately. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but I, my favourite, it's got to be the Welsh Bridge, the top one there. Uh, I just really love the reflection um, yeah. and just the, the palette as well. I really, you know, it's, it's more of a subtle use of Alomachrome purple, isn't it? It's maybe yeah. um, a bit more exposure there or something like that, but it's certainly very, a bit more subtle, that one, but that's really nice. Mm. Now, the next one is from Jessica Rezor, and I will actually read this one out because then I know I'm just seeing the following one is a bit short. Water. And so because you're on your phone, is it okay if I take this one? It's a bit longer? Yes, do, do as you must. <laughs> <laughs> this one is from Jessica Razor and she's on Instagram at Jessica Analogs. And you can check out how to spell that on the on, on our website. Uh, and Jessica writes, this was my first time using the film. I shot it on an Olympus Stylus 120 point and shoot, so I couldn't set the ISO manually. No idea what the camera decided on. And I think they the Olympus point and shoots, I think they default to ISO 100, I think. Uh, photos were taken on April 17th. 2021 they were developed by the darkroom which is of course is a lab on the west coast i believe of the united states i knew i wanted to try this film out at the zoo because one i'd never shot outside my local park and two i thought the animals and the various exhibit designs could look interesting with the color shifting my usage of film is the most basic i'm there to experiment i can take a normal photo with my phone and to capture memories without leaving the moment from taking a bunch of pics on my phone so my follow so so my process follows that I am artist, so I still try to make sure the shot has an interesting composition going, but I am a point-and-shoot person all the way. Yes, with you, Jessica, on that one. My favourite <laughs> is Red Panda in the Sky. When we saw it, I knew we, I had to get a picture of it. This is super zoomed in as well. That tree was very tall, but I love how photo this photo came out because it was a sunny blue sky day, but the Lombachrome tanned the sky, making this look like a beautiful sunset shot. And the red panda and trees are almost perfectly in silhouette. Gives it an air of mystery, and that could have been an actual wild photo, not just a zoo. I think it's definitely the best one and wouldn't have looked as good shot on another kind of film. Uh, So, yeah, these are really striking sort of colours. What do you think, Kate? Yeah, um, I love them all, and they're all different. Um, It's just the bright purple in the first one and of yep. course the giraffe uh then the the subtleness of the second one with just the the trees and how it's more <clears throat> pink than purple yeah 
And those flamingos, I actually thought that was some kind of art installation at first, you know, but then I, then I, oh, I guess she was at a zoo. I mean, it's, it's got to, they've got to be real flamingos, right? So, <laughs> but they look so look cool. They look almost fake. They look so good. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah. So I, I think I've, I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for a good bird photo. So I think I've got to go the flamingos on that one. Which one's your favorite? Uh, it's, it's got to be the first one. Nice. The yeah, giraffe. It's, yep. it's lots of purple and earth. And of course the giraffe, you know, is pretty much dead center of the photo, but I look at the, I don't even know the earthy kind of wall. That's where, yeah, that's where my eyes stop. Um, yep. it's a really good photo. Yeah. I love them all though, honestly. Excellent. So uh, well done, Jessica. Some very nice shots there. And um, now I'll get you to read this one. And we're heading to New Zealand. And this is Matt Evans on Twitter and Instagram at Matt Evans Photo. All right. I shot this roll with the ultimate hipster camera, a Canon AE1 with a 50 millimeter. All images were shot at 400 ISO and processed by my local lab, Splendid.nz. This is only my second roll of purple film, and I'm really pleased with the results. I don't really shoot much specialty films, as it's hard to envisage the final outcome. Interesting note there. Like Matt says, it's hard for him to think about the final outcome. But to me, I, when I f- first shot Loma Chrome Purple, I, I kind of li- like not knowing what it's gonna, not going to look like. You know, just shoot and, and, s- and see what it looks like afterwards. What about you? Yeah, that's what I love about a lot of the films, like, um, you know, Psychedelic Blues film. Yeah. Um, with just random colored pops, you know, and you don't know where or how it's, yeah. it's going to come. Um, I love that. And, you know, same with Loma Chrome Purple. I got my hands on some, they released, Lomography released some of the uh, 120 2017 formula. Yep. of the Loma Chrome Purple. And so I got a couple rolls of that and I started shooting film um, in 2018. Yep. And so I'm thinking that that may have been the formula I first started shooting, but I wasn't shooting medium format back then. So I got that and it, it turned out like p- more pink. It was weird, uh, but that's that's the beauty of film. You just yeah, you yeah. don't know. You shoot it like a normal, like you just have regular Kodak yeah. color film in it. That's what I always just think. I have Kodak color yeah. film in it and yeah. just shoot like that. But, <clears throat> but yeah, no, I, I love that. And when I was looking at this earlier, uh, Matt Evans photos, uh, I'm like, what 50 millimeter? Cause he's like, I shot this with a Canon a one with a 50 millimeter. I'm yeah. like, these are stunning and yeah. so crisp. I'm like, yeah. what lens is that? Um, so I wonder if it was the, I've got the fifth on my AE one, I've got the 51.4. So I wonder if that was a 1.4 or the 1.8, but I can, I can message Matt and uh, I can find out that. Um, but um, they're beautiful images, aren't they? Um, and I, um, I think my favorite is probably that second one of the portrait. What do you think? I, I'm torn because I love the portrait. It's so, you know, it seems like a candid, you know what yeah. I mean? But it also seems like, she was still, you know what I mean? Um, but that third one, it looks like you're about to enter a magical, you know, uh, magical place and the little turquoise on the bottom. But I, I would have to say the portrait is pretty, it's, it's stunning. And the purple coming through the, the back. 
And it's just so crisp. It's so crisp. And it reminds me, um, I've never been to New Zealand. New Zealand is one of our closest neighbours here in Australia. And, uh, uh, you know, I've never been. I must get over there sometime. It's, uh, I've been to, you know, Europe and uh, Africa and Asia and all these, America, I've been to all these places, but I haven't been to New Zealand. So shame on me. I better get over there sometime. Please hopefully. go so, for me. Please. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, you want to go as well? Uh, yeah, no, I, I have not done all of the world traveling that I would like. Um, yeah. So if you can go, go for me. <laughs> if you would like to support this podcast, why not buy our dad a coffee? Visit coffee.com. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras. And buy him a coffee for just $3. So next we have, we're going back to Australia here. We've got Cole Taylor and he's on Instagram at Cole Taylor Photography. And Cole writes, here's my four images from my Hasselblad X-Pan. Ooh, very nice. Went down to the Royal Botanical Gardens here in Sydney, New South Wales, around with the ISO settings and found that rated at around 200 worked best for me at ISO 400 everything oh sorry at ISO 400 everything color shifted a lot as seen in two of the images so he found ISO 200 worked best ISO 400 everything shifted a bit more I will shoot this again but the whole roll at 200 Devon scanned by the lovely folks at Do Film Lab in Sydney Do Film Lab good lab there in Sydney and uh, what what do you usually shoot your purple at okay what ISO when I first started shooting it was like straight up 400 i don't know if i was like scared to to explore but um i just it's it's a good because i'm i'm kind of like a low light photographer almost i just don't like uh i'm scared i'm not scared but i'm hesitant to overexpose um so sometimes i underexpose but i've been shooting it a lot more at 200 uh lately and 100 and i don't usually shoot at 100 unless i'm in you know bright light and i tend to kind of get away from the bright light and get the softer light so i think 200 is a good go-to but i would say um switch it up do one two and four you know I, I have shot most, I think I've shot three or four rolls of purple and I think I shot all the, well, the, f- the very first roll I ever shot was with a plastic, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Vivitar ultra wide and slim. And it's, it has no ISO. You just put it in the camera and hope for the best. And those results turned out amazing. You know, I don't even, you know, it, it, was, it was bright sunlight. But they turned out really well. But the next couple awesome. of rolls was 200. And then the ones for this competition, I did at 320 um, just to, just to mix it up a bit. But I think that's right. I think it's about experimenting and I'm I mean, bright light isn't generally a problem where I live. It, what's it like in over there in New England uh, this time of year? It's, it's nice and bright, is it? Yeah, well, we tend to – we, I say we, but like the people I shoot with, we like golden hour, you know, sure. that that sweet time before sunset or um, after sunrise. Um, yeah. But I'm usually the before sunset type of person. But yeah. if you try to shoot this time of year – at like 2, 3 p.m., it's just super harsh. Yeah. Super yeah. harsh light. Um, so I, I try to, to stray from that because I like to see – I like to see everything and not have it washed out. You know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. Cool. So we've got some nice images here from Cole. And um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely two different sort of color palettes here. I think the, I would say number one and number three uh, is what he shot at ISO 200. And then the more purple shots, I'm guessing are ISO 400. Um, so really, again, really interesting is the different, um, you know, color palettes and the different effects by by changing up the ISO there. Um, look, I, I absolutely love the Sydney Opera House. So my favorite has got to be that first image. What about you? That's exactly what I was thinking. Um, it's, you know, the Sydney Opera House is so recognizable, right, yeah. as a building. Yeah. Um, and then just that classic Lomochrome purple, just greenery, you know, that yeah. should be green, um, is purple. And it just, everything works there. Looks good. And, you Excellent. know, uh, the shots two and four here, that's kind of how my 120 role of 2017 formula came out wow like those two yeah it was just this, this weird kind of mars like you know what i mean it just seems like yeah, another yeah. another planet Absolutely. but i do i do love all four and yeah. he's got a great camera he's working with so absolutely absolutely <laughs> um so we're going to go into the next entry and um now oh gosh um i'm going to have a go at pronouncing this person's name uh neural idris oglu oh my gosh i've completely mashed that name up but would you like to um to read out neurals i hope it's neural um their entry and they're, they're on instagram at neural n-u-r-a-l underscore idr all right. <clears throat> These images were shot on April 21st, 2021 in Turku, Finland, during one of my daily walks around the Koronin village. Uh, I used a Leica M4P with an Industar 3.5 50mm lens. I mainly used F8 or F11 with uh, one two. Well, how do you say that? One two fiftieth. One, fiftieth, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I tried to treat the film as 200 ISO. I developed it at home using Tetanol Rapid C41 kit and scanned using Canon 9000F Mark II. They ended up being a bit grainier than I was expecting, but to be honest, it was quite hard to narrow down to four. So I had at least seven photos I was very proud of. <laughs> It's not a bad problem. Absolutely. And so, yeah, yeah these are, I was going to say the last three at least are really haunting. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just they like you know, abandoned building type of, you know, a little bit of darkness. Um, and the first one's just super cool with those. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what they are, like a railway? Or, I don't know. What are they? Either art or lights. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really nice, that one. But, yeah, that third one in particular, it, it, it does almost look like it could have been from a different era. Like, it doesn't look contemporary at all. Um, so it does look a bit spooky and a bit scary. Which, which one? It's hard to pick a, a favourite out of these, but which one's your yours? I do. I'm drawn to the third. I am because it's 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 interesting because it's kind of creepy, right? Yeah. But then the bright pinkish-purple pop, it makes yeah. it fantasy. Great um, colours. So, yeah, I think number three is, is my favorite striking 
I'm sort of torn between number one and number three. I don't know what those those light things are in the, the top one, but they kind of got me really curious. So number one and number three are my favourites. So um, great work there from Neural. I hope we've got your name right. I'm so sorry if I pronounced that wrong. And uh, we're heading on next to uh, the UK. And we've got Mark Thompson, who's on Instagram at Filed Photos. Um, Mark writes, all of the images were made around Blackpool, Lancashire. That's another place. I lived in England for 12 years and never went to Blackpool. Shame on me. Uh, all these images were made around Blackpool, Lancashire, UK, with a Hasselblad 501CM. This was first time shooting with Lomachrome Purple. So I did a bit of research and decided to expose it at ISO 200. It was quite an adventure as I'm mostly a monochrome film shooter. Great to hear that you're doing different things, Mark. Uh, the film was home developed. All these people doing home developing, aren't they good? Uh, the film was home developed in Sydney Steel C41 kit and scanned on an Epson V750 Pro. I think that the tulips are my favorite the main impression is that this is a fun film but it needs a sunny day for best results not that easy in the english spring uh so yeah okay. i guess um when i've shot uh Lemacrone purple here i mean usually light sunlight uh, is not a problem here in queensland so um i guess you know people around the world have you know different have more challenging shooting conditions but i think mark's done a fantastic job on these images uh which one's your favorite kate oh man I, I mean, I love all of the flower shots, and then the first one, of course, the, the road with the purple aligning it and the trees. But I mean, the fourth one, again, yeah. just the, the simplicity and the, just it's just beautiful. Yeah, it looks nice and dreamy, doesn't it? Yeah, the fourth one and the turquoise kind of background, how it kind of fades into turquoise from the purple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think number one and number four are my favourites. So um, well done to Mark. Some beautiful images there. And uh, we're going to head over back to the United States now, and we've got Ken Bertram. Would you like to read this one out? All right. Matt, first I wanted to say that your competitions always push me to take photos that I wouldn't normally do such as – do such as shooting Loma Chrome Purple this time of the year. I usually just bring it out in the summer. Yeah, and being from the U.S., I can concur that um, it's not as I'll sh- I shoot it all through the winter, but yeah. it doesn't through as much because we have you know dead trees here in Maine, yeah. um, and they're just sticks. There's no yeah. greenery <laughs> to really bring that purple through. So yeah. anyway. So he says, I usually just bring it out in the summer. The pinhole was taken at the Lake Redmond Bird View deck. The camera used was the Holga wide pinhole and the exposure was 10 seconds. The rest of the images were taken on a Canon uh, 7N with the Sigma 12 to 24 millimeter lens. I shot Lomochrome purple at 400 and I did overexposed some of the shots by one stop to try to increase the aqua sky, but I didn't really see a difference between the two exposures. When I was a wee lad in the 70s and early 80s, my go-to film was Kodak high-speed infrared film. Very difficult to use, but the efforts were worth it and astonishing. There's been no film since that, nor will there ever be one in the future. However, Lomochrome Purple satisfies my photographic need for infrared film. I home developed all images and scanned the 35 millimeter with a Prime Film XA scanner using ViewScan software. The 120 image I used the Canon 9000F. 
My favorite photo is the Gettysburg Monument, small in nature compared to that magnificent tree. And what has the tree seen and experienced in its entire history? Makes me wonder. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Very These nice image stunning. there. Yeah. Um, so I guess the pinhole what must be the, the first one maybe. And um, yeah. Maybe the th- is it just one for the yeah, hole? You, you can see the ten second exposure. Yeah, sure. absolutely. It's a really nice, isn't it? I, I think I th- these might be the only ones with a pit hole actually in the comp. But um, yeah, some really nice images there. And um, yeah, which one's your favorite? I think probably just because it's different. I really like that pinhole one. Yeah, I I absolutely love the pinhole one. It seems like you know if he's on a boat or a dock, right? It seems like yeah, everything. Yeah. Is moving, yeah, but he's stationary. Yeah, I mean they're they're all really gorgeous. Um, but that first one is is the standout because it is different from the other three. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, Ken, Ken's go-to film uh, back in the day was imagine your your go-to film being um, Kodak High Speed Infrared Film. That's, that's I've never ever heard anyone say their go-to film was that. So um, how, how lucky were people back in in the old days? I think I just shot in the nineties when I was getting into film when I was a bit younger. I was mainly shooting just cheap slide film like Kodak cheap slide film. Um, so that was my you know go-to back then. But imagine imagine shooting infrared as your go-to. Wow. So thank you. Ken, um, the next person is a Devon Christopher Adams, who's on Instagram at Devon C Adams, and Devon writes: Shooting on a Nikon AF600 in panorama mode. I made these photos on a day trip in early spring to southern Arizona in the states with my family. I developed in my kitchen with a Unicolor kit and digitally scanned the photos myself. I love Lomo Purple and also enjoy their red scale, but bring back Lomo Turquoise. Long live Lomo Turquoise. And have you ever shot with Lomo Turquoise, Kate? Uh, I haven't. Yeah. Because I, you know, I started shooting film in, in uh, July 2018. Yeah. And I believe it's been... You know, if you can find a roll of it on eBay, it's ninety dollars or something. Wow. I don't know. It's something. It's something ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I haven't shot with it either. Um, but it's it's interesting. I wonder if they ever will bring it back. Um, but um, there's some four very very nice entries here from Devon. Uh, which one's your favorite? Um, I'm just really drawn to the first one. Yeah. The lines, you know, the lines and that, that turquoise, you know, yeah. there's not a lot um, Lomachrome purple standout purple in yeah. that shot, but the lines and the turquoise really get me. Yeah, it's nice. And there's some nice sort of shadows, you know, from the, the pole and the logo and stuff. So you can tell it's sort of um, quite quite bright shooting conditions there. But, I, you know, there's the, the second one, I, I my eye didn't – looking at all four photos, my eye never really went to the second one very much. But I actually really like the second one as well. And um, I'm an absolute sucker for a tractor. So that last one's pretty cool oh, uh, yeah. as well there. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. Okay, so um, well done to Devon for those. And next we're going uh, to California. Um, Would you like to read out J.M. Golding's entries? All right. I bought a few rolls of Lomachrome Purple when it came back into production in 2019. Since then, I've had it on my list to expose them. This competition was just the nudge I needed. For In the Valley of Imagination... 
which I think is the title of the first <laughs> uh, photo. I used a Holga 120S. For the other three images, I used a Mamiya Flex C2 and rated the film at 400. Although to hold a spring moment is one stop overexposed. So it would have effectively been at 200. I developed the film at home using a Unicolor K2C41 kit. I made the exposures in parks and nature preserves within a few miles of my home in Northern California. With the exception of To Hold a Spring Moment, which I made in my backyard, I can't possibly pick a favorite. So four beautiful images there from J.M. Golding. And, uh, of course, J.M. Golding runs the 127 Day, which is coming up on 12th of July. Have you ever shot 127 film, Kate? I haven't. Yeah, well, I've, I've only shot it recently. Um, I'll actually show you. People at home obviously can't see this. Hang on, I'll get my 127 camera. Okay. So it is a lot of fun. You can still buy some um, 127 um, film. So this is my my new 127 film camera. It's an Imperial Satellite made in USA. Very, very basic camera. And it has like two shutter speeds or something. Um, but I'm going to roll, put a roll of um, 127 film in that. And hopefully I'll take the flash off because I won't need a flash. But I'm really looking forward to getting out there on the 12th of July and taking some um, uh, taking some 127 photos. And hopefully hopefully they'll turn out okay. Um, so there are three 127 days in, in the year. I think it's the, the 7th of December, the 12th of July, and the 27th of January. I hope I got that right. But these, of course, um, from J.M. Golding are not on 127 film. Um, these are on, I guess they are on what, what, what camera? Uh, these are medium format ones, maybe? Must be medium format. But just amazing looking images here. Uh, which one's your favorite? You know, I love the third one. Yeah. You you can't really tell it was on Lomachrome Purple. Yeah. Um, but it's got, again, it's got that dreamy, dreamy feel. And the flowers are gorgeous and, yeah. you know, it's it's a little blurry, a little bit in focus. I yeah. really like that one, but I also like that first one. And I think, uh, I, do I, I don't think because it, it's a wide image, I don't think it the the size of the image on the page there does it justice. But um, just, I don't know if it's a double exposure or it multiple exposure like or... Yeah, but just those tree trunks and the and the, the purple flowers and there's got some cool light leaks at the top there. Uh, so yeah, amazing job there from JM um, using uh, the the uh, the Holga and also the Mamiya Flex C2, which is um, I can't even think what a Mamiya Flex C2 looks like. I'll have to look that up. But great great job there. And um, yeah, no, just a reminder as well, everyone. That 12th of July, get out there with your 127 cameras and and, and shoot some 127 film if you have any. the next entry is from oh gosh i hope i get this name right oh no it's calliope io io commend oh, I, I can't i'm not gonna even try to pronounce that uh but thankfully calliope's uh, instagram is a little bit easier to pronounce it's my analog adventure and Clypey writes all of these images were shot on Holger Micro 110 so I think this is the only entry in the competition that's shot on 110 film have you ever shot 110 film? Um, I haven't. I've, I have shot it a couple, probably three years ago, and it was so much fun. And I always think I should be, sh- I should shoot some more one ten film. Um, but I, yeah, like it's been three years. I mean, I, you know what? I think I did when I was a kid. Honestly, sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But you know, my 
re-entry to shooting film i haven't i thought yeah. about it but it's like i have so many cameras yeah i know it's, <laughs> so it's, it's like, so uh, many things to shoot so many things to try that um yeah but uh, these images are great uh so uh copyrights uh, all of these images were shot on holger micro 110 in northern greece in march and april 2021 they were developed and scanned by trier photo lab i love the lo-fi aesthetics of this camera film combo and how versatile the results can be in different lighting conditions so the first image is of someone wearing a mask sort of sitting there but really interesting composition there sort of their head is sort of cut off and the second one it looks like of a market stall with some nice uh, broccoli and carrots there the third one is of a kitty cat sort of looking out of frame and that's that's one thing when i went to greece many years ago there's so many cats everywhere the cats the cats are everywhere and and the last one there is just a very um minimalist kind of composition with just most of it being sort of white sky and um, i'm guessing it was very sunny there and just this beautiful kind of um sort of lilting sort of field there with a couple one or two trees in which one's your favorite i actually really like the first one yeah yeah you know um it's a portrait and you can't see your face um but you can see the mask you know yeah. and then yeah. the the building is where the purple comes through it's very interesting yeah um yeah I, just... I, I love the cat of course and the the minimal uh landscape but i'm yeah. the first one's my favorite yeah and it's interesting that that first frame just on the right there that maybe the the sort of there's a little bit on there's like a band of like you can see a sort of see a line there and you wonder if that's like when i've shot 110 film you do get a few weird things with spacing of 110 film sometimes um yeah it goes a little bit weird so i yeah i think that sort of adds to the lo-fi charm uh so well done to calliope for those images um fantastic to get an entry from greece in there and um and then we're going back to australia here Oh, no, we know. So we're going to in the United States. It's Paul Hopper, uh, who's on Flickr at K1000Roll underscore film. So would you like to read out Paul's? All right. Shot with Pentax SF1N, a camera with a voracious appetite for film. Purchased from Lomography.com and lab developed. My favorite is the desert sky. Our zoo in the desert had to cancel their Christmas wildlife show because of the pandemic. Due to the easing of restrictions, they were able to have the light show in the spring. I picked an early entry time to catch the sunset and the lights. And the lights. The fairy garden was at a commercial flower field. The general store and totem are in a theme park while closed for the pandemic, held special food events. The event that I got these images at was the boysenberry festive. They were there was purple everywhere. Very nice. So there's a uh, t- like a totem pole at the top there. The next one's like a fairy garden, and there's a, an image of a, a Native American person there, and uh, some kind of fairy lights at the bottom. Which one is your favorite? The totem. Yeah. Looks yeah, pretty the good, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. It's I got really... several shades of purple, and there's, um, you know, like the the head of the totems partially in the shadows, which is was cool. I like seeing um, objects that are partially shaded and, and partially lit. Yeah. Um, and then the sky behind it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's nice. It's almost like, 
the totem poles there, but and like the branches are coming out at different angles behind the totem pole. So I think there's a really nice composition for that one as well. Um, so so well done to Paul for that one. Um, the next one, do you want to read out the next one because the next one's short and the one after that's long. So I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to um, I, I know it's a bit of a long day there for you, so I'm trying to save your eyes a little bit if that's okay. <laughs> All right. So the next one is from William Gordon, who's at on Instagram at altswillboy. Shot on 35mm film on a Nikon FM3 at ISO 400, developed at my local lab. My absolute favorite shot is the shopping trolley in the park. I'm in love with the contrast between the relatively faithful reds and oranges and the greens that shift to vibrant purples. Very nice. So I think I think um, I think this gentleman is actually here in Brisbane, William. I think he's in Southeast Queensland. Um, so yeah, that's that looks like a Coles shopping trolley. It's one of our supermarkets here, and uh, that's the first shot. And the second one is of some nice branches with beautiful light behind it. And there's some beautiful sort of pink flowers there. Well, they they come out pink on the film. And the last one is like a glass of water. Some really interesting shots here. Which one's your favourite? Yeah, that glass of water again you wouldn't know that that was shot on purple, you know? Um, but yeah, the, the overturned shopping cart, it, honestly, the other shots are beautiful, but this literally tells a story. You can almost see the wheels moving right on, on the cart. And of course the, the contrast and the, the the shadows, right. The shading, the vibrant, purples you can tell the sun is out it's it's lighting up parts of the fence um just a really really beautiful image yeah it's my favorite as well and so the next shot uh we go to brazil with uh rafael ferreira rocha i hope gosh i pronounced that right uh instagram at rafa rafa okay it's on it's on the website guys so you'll have to go to um the the, uh, mattlovescameras.com to find out rafael's uh instagram because i'm terrible at reading these out so rafael writes i wanted to shoot a loma chrome purple for a long long time since lomography closed their doors here in brazil in 2017 it became a little more difficult to get your hands on one of their films that's a shame uh but early this year a photography project for college gave me more motivation to go after them and found finally i managed to get to loma purple fantastic this project consisted of photos inspired by surrealist photographers associated with the 1920s movement especially dora mar claude Cohen, oh gosh i hope i'm pronouncing these right claude Cohen and man ray and kardinsky's color theory i shot the loma chromes on my zenit 12 xp one of the adorable Russian tanks of 35mm at multiple ISO settings and they were beautifully developed and scanned by a local lab called Granulado granulado granulado.br these are four out of 15 pictures I chose for the project. The two photos with the television and the flower were taken at ISO 200 and the one with the fruits at ISO 400. I guess the Boko one was taken at ISO 402, which I think is also my favourite shot. Shooting this film was such a sweet experience of thinking about colour changes and seeing the diversity of results obtained. And I love choosing it for experimenting with surrealist subject inspirations. Wow, a really, really amazing um, sort of statement there about how Raphael has, um, you know, uh, used purple for this project. Uh, and what do you think of these images, Kate? Um, I actually, um, Raphael started following me and I, oh, yeah. and I- started following him and I saw that second image 
Um, and I think I shared it, um, my story and I was just floored by it. So I, I have to pick that second photo with the, the woman who's got, you know, like, you know, baby's breath flowers in her mouth and then, you know, big roses in her, in her eyeballs. Yeah. Beautiful Um, roses as well. Yeah. 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 And and they're huge. And then the bokeh, of course, in in the back. Um, Yeah. But I, I love the TV flower ones too. Yep. Those are very cool. But the um, the second one for sure. Yeah, yeah the second Since one's I've very nice. It to my Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But and again, just the simplicity of the the composition of that last one with the TV. It, you know, it's a very clean sort of composition uh, with no distracting elements. It, he's, he's done a really good job there. Well done, Raphael. And uh, I think it's um, your turn to read one out. Going to back to the states with Robert Rubin, who's on Instagram at Robert underscore Rubin underscore photo. These were shot with the Mamiya RB67 in 65mm f4.5 lens on a walk around Princeton, New Jersey. Well, that's only about uh, probably 10 hours from me. It's not too bad. I shot the Lomo, a 10 hour drive. Uh, I shot the Lomo Purple at 200 ISO, home developed C41, and scanned with an Epson V600. I love the old architecture of Princeton University and the American Revolution history of the surrounding area. The significance of the Battle of Princeton Memorial weighs heavy on me. On January 3rd, 1777, Washington's Continentals defeated the British regulars. The memorial was erected on the battlefield where countless unnamed American and British soldiers alike lie buried. It made for an interesting image with great historical importance. If I had to pick a favorite image of the four, I'd say it would be the shot of the memorial. Thanks for inspiring me to go out and shoot a roll of purple. I was pleasantly surprised with the results. Great to hear. It's a beautiful, really beautiful tones here, the purple tones here in Robert's photos. Which one's your favorite, Kate? Oh, the second one. Absolutely. Yeah, some really nice, um, just the way that, um, you know, there's a contrast there between, I guess, the the architectural monuments of these these, these battlefield sort of, you know, mm. pieces of architecture and the background and, and the nature. Um, so, yeah, Robert's done a great job. I really like that, that third one as well, just that, that building there with the, the tree on the left. But, um, yeah, the second one, the monument, is a, is, a, is, a, is a very nice shot. So, so well done to Robert there. Great shots. And I'm glad that uh, Robert really enjoyed shooting Lomachrome Purple. Great to hear um, it seems like you uh inspired a lot of people to get out there and shoot their first lomochrome purple roll how does that make you feel it, it makes me feel really good it, it does make right? me feel good like um it's weird because you sort of set these challenges based in part on, on your own preferences and what you like to do right and um hearing that people said hey i bought a roll and it did it just feel competition and i enjoyed it, it it's it is really it's very humbling because you don't you don't think it's going to have that effect on people. You think people who might like shooting people will join in, but finding out other people bought it and shot it just for the comp is, yeah, very humbling. It's great. It's it's great to hear that, you know, people are trying stuff and, yeah, inspired by it. It's great. Yeah. So the next one uh, is from Kia Fry. And Kia, actually Kia, I met Kia recently. Kia lives here in Southeast Queensland and I went to a, a, a camera, what do you call it? A camera fair recently. I had a stand at a camera fair and I sold some cameras and some film and Kia came up and said, oh, I love you 
your podcast um, and I've entered your competition. I was like, oh, yes, I know you. I, I remember your images now. And here they are. So Kia is on Instagram at Kia Fry. And again, if you want to see the spelling for that, come on to mattlovescameras.com. And Kia writes, uh, he used a Nikon EM at 200 ISO developed by the wonderful lab here in Brisbane, PhotoFast at Turinga. And there's a nice country scene at the top there. And then there's a more sort of um, bush scene with more vegetation. There's a very typical sort of Queensland house in the third image. And the last one is like a farm sort of scene. And a very nice sort of palette here. The more sort of um, more sort of light sort of Lomachrome purple palette. What do you what do you think here, Kate? Yeah, um, I think it's I wouldn't say necessarily overexposed, but like there's a lot of light coming yep. through. Um and I'm really partial to the second one because it seems like there's, you know, light coming through the forest and yeah. um, the purple's very subdued in these, which is also kind of cool. Um, yeah. You almost have to look for it. Well, where's the purple? <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, the the turquoise in the sky is there, um, that reflection in the water. Very nice. But I, I really the second one. I really like that one. Yeah, very nice. I really like the reflection in the first one as well. So great job, Takia. Great to see someone else here in Southeast Queensland shooting that purple. And um, I'm guessing, I'm guessing if we, they do look a little bit like they've got a bit more exposure, and it's probably because we we have such harsh uh, sun here in Southeast Queensland. Um, yeah. But I, I think Kia's done a great job. And I, like I said, I really do enjoy seeing all the different sort of effects and the, all different colour palettes that this film produces. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the next one, we have a, a nice one here from Dale Willits, friend of the show for a very long time, Dale Willits, who lives in the West Midlands of England. Would you like to read this one out, Kate? All right. All shot on a Minolta 7000 AF with 100 millimeter macro lens, except the skull and chrome bones, which was taken on the same camera, but with a lens baby composer. Uh, Film was rated at 200 ISO and Stan developed in Bellini C41 chemicals for an hour. I never and, knew there was so many C41 kits until I've been reading out these. Oh, There's so many. Uh, gosh. So uh, there's beautiful, beautiful photos here from Dale. There's like a, a first one is like a Buddha's head by the look of it and another smaller statue. Uh, the second one is a close-up of uh, Buddha's head by the look of it. And then the smaller statue with a nice flower. And then there's that lens baby one at the end. Which one takes your fancy, Kate? They're all just so punchy with purple, right? They, yeah. they all have that punch um the first one you know the first and the second one because that face is so striking right the buddha face with the eyes closed and in the first one you get that you get the little statue and you get all of the flowers um so it's all encompassing i would have to say the first one and it's really purple it's awesome Yeah, I really like that first one as well. You've got the, the two statues, including Buddha, and, and you've got the flowers. Um, I have I have dragged my family to to many Buddhist monuments um, on our travels in previous years. Not 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 recently, obviously, because of the pandemic. But we actually stayed in a Buddhist monastery in Japan, which was pretty cool. Um, and we, we did all this other uh, cool stuff like that. Um, sort of, I, I try and make. I don't tell them it's a Buddhist monument. I just drag them to these monuments, so they, they find out later. Really, really great images. I actually wonder where Dale took these in the West. I'm guessing he took them somewhere in the West Midlands of England. I'll have, to, I'll have to message him and ask him where he took them. Very, very interesting. Uh, so well done to Dale. And um, this this next one, gosh, who's this? Heather M. Grout. 
That is my sister. Yeah, awesome. So tell us about your sister. Is she, is she a photographer and artist as well? Or? She is. Um, she, you know, she's the oldest of three. I'm the middle child. So there's three, three girls. So yep. she's the one, you know, I'd always look to for advice. Yep. And But she has a um, double major or double degree um, photography and writing. So, wow. yeah. She went to Emerson in Boston. She traveled abroad through yeah, school. Yeah. She lived in the Netherlands for a semester. She's wow. she's amazing. Um, but yeah, she is a photographer, and we've been living together since right before the pandemic. My dad bought this house, yeah. and uh, she moved from San Francisco uh, here. So wow. we live together now. She was across the country for ten years, but. Wow. So we've been shooting together and um, I got her into Lomo Purple and all of the fun (laughs) films that I shoot. So, yeah. Excellent. So uh, Heather can be found on Instagram at Ms. Grout, M-I-Z-G-R-O-U-T, and Heather writes, I found a working Leicaflex SL with a Summicron R1250 lights lens on eBay last summer, and it has been my go-to kit. Right up through this roll, when the advanced lever broke, oh no, um, I shot this Lomo Purple 35mm at ISO 200 in my current home of Central Maine, USA. My favorite one of these images is the spooky reflective hollowed earth because there is a feast of murky colors, lines, and implications. Since diving back into analog after a nearly 15-year hiatus, I am getting my film expertly processed and scanned by Northeast Photographic. But man, do I miss the darkroom. And uh, Heather's got four wonderful images here of, um, if I look at a young lady there in the background, Uh, who's that in the photo? Do you know who that is? That is me. Is it really? I, I thought yeah. it was, but I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure. Okay, great. That's you there. Fantastic image there. And were you sort of, um, was it windy or you it sort of? It was so windy. It was, <laughs> it was so windy. And it was, it was cold when the sun wasn't on me because I believe this was in April. Wow. Um, so it was, it was a little chilly and yeah, the wind was crazy. So she just kept taking pictures of my hair blowing yeah. all around. <laughs> awesome. A great shot. And uh, the next one is, is that the murky Miss Moody? Oh, but the next two and three are very uh, sort of murky kind of images with really, especially that number three one, it's got a really I beautiful. I that's the one she was referring to for the right. hollow, the third one. Is that like, is that fog or something there? Or it does look very kind of. So. It's that's the pond at our house, and oh, wow. it, it was foggy. Wow, it Very really cool. was foggy. That's and that's our apple tree. Oh wow, um, yeah, it's actually a bait pond um, that was put in there because the guy who lived here before us built the house, went fishing, and would have yeah. the little bait pond. Wow, um, but yeah, it, it was definitely uh, foggy, but. I've taken a lot of pictures of the reflection in that pond. <laughs> yeah. Now, the apple tree isn't looking too good. Has it sort of come back to life in summer now? Or? Yeah, yeah. That's good. So that was, that was uh, at the end, the tail end of winter. Right, sure, sure. And that last one, tell us about that last one. What's What's gone on there? That is my sister's boyfriend's red Toyota truck. Wow. Um, I think it's a Toyota truck, yeah. yeah. So that's the reflection of trees off of his hood, I believe. Very cool. Very nice images. Now, uh, which one's your favorite? I'm I'm not going to say the one of me. <laughs> um, it's the third one, you know, that 
reflection of the dead looking apple tree with the fog behind it. And yep. these are all scanned with borders from Northeast Photographic, beautiful borders that they have on there. Yeah. Just really so, flame that. Tell us about those borders. They, they put the border around the images, do they? Or So, no, it's just like the, instead of cutting out all of the black area around the frame, yep. they basically show some of it because you can you can, can kind of see around it where it yeah yeah at the bottom maybe you can see a little yeah. bit of a different yeah yeah sure sure okay amazing sorry i'm like i'm <laughs> zooming into my phone like yeah, like yeah. what i'm doing yeah. uh but yeah the the third one is absolutely my favorite I'll, I'll go for the first one. The image of you, I think that's a great shot. I, think uh, that, I wasn't, I wasn't sure that was you, but yeah, that was that's. A, I think that's a great shot as well. Beautiful um, lumbar purple colours there coming through. Uh, so well, well done to Heather. Uh, done a great job there. And what about the the, the Leica Flex? Is it has it been fixed or what's what's the story? Yes, um, we have a camera guy, uh, thankfully, and yep. I'm not sure because she had a couple broken cameras and one of them wasn't actually broken right so that's good and yeah. then the other one that was broken was fixed you're listening to matt loves cameras That's it for part one of the judging of the Matt Loves Cameras Lomochrome Purple competition. Amazingly, Kate and I got exactly halfway through. We weren't even keeping tabs on how many entries we went through, uh, but we got through 27 of the 54 entries. So apologies for cutting the the judging in half like this, but uh, to be fair, it is a very large investment of time uh, for both Kate and myself to do this. It took us uh, two hours uh, to get through the, the first judging session and um, you know it's cut down to about an hour and a half in the podcast here uh, and so the second session will probably be around the same sort of length and I know how frustrating it is to have a cliffhanger like this I still remember the bitter memory of 1989 when I was 15 years old my friend Jono and I we went to the Regent Cinema in Brisbane to see Back to the Future 2 we were so excited because we loved Back to the Future the original Back to the Future we loved it so much and we couldn't wait to see Back to the Future 2 and then right at the end of Back to the Future 2, it said the story sort of cut in half and it said, come back in six months for Back to the Future 3. We felt so ripped off. <laughs> so disappointed. But don't worry, dear listeners, you won't have to wait six months for the second part of this judging. It'll be out hopefully in the next seven to ten days, maybe even sooner. And after the next show, I'll be giving details of the Lomochrome Purple Zine. It will be going on pre-sale very soon for you to order. Very, very exciting. In the meantime, make sure you subscribe to Matt Loves Cameras in your favorite podcast app. Leave me a review. I haven't had a review for a long time. Follow me on Instagram at Matt Loves Cameras. And you can even buy me a coffee at ko-fi.com forward slash Matt Loves Cameras. That's it for this time. Take care. Cheerio. Bye-bye. Matt Loves Cameras. <laughs> I was going to say you ruined that, but it actually sounded pretty good. Why, thank you. Ha <laughs> ha